welcome to the Sports Honchos Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company Radio Network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I am ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Well, let's go! think you're going nobody's leaving nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family christmas no no we're all in this together this is a full-blown four alarm holiday emergency here we're gonna press on and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest christmas since bing crosby tap dance with danny fucking k and when santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house you're goofy don't piss me off art clark it's over. Not according to Santa's watch, it isn't. Now, come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> Whoa! And fantastic. I, I, I can feel where Clark's coming from, buddy, right now. <laughs> <laughs> That nothing says heartwarming holiday magic like Christmas vacation with the one and only Chevy Chase as the put upon Clark W. <laughs> Griswold. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Honchos. A little different intro here as we have the uh, the Honchos Sports Holiday Sportstacular, as we're calling it here tonight, Mr. Yeah, King. How's it going, right. buddy? Hold on. I'll give you that for the spectacular. Oh, Everything's right. going well. You know, it's the last day of school before winter break. Can't call it Christmas vacation anymore, but that's really what it is. So I'm in a good mood. We have our final show of 2020, as we say, hasta Tijuana to 2020. Feeling good. Feeling good about 2021. I don't want to say it can't get any worse because that's when the bottom drops out on you, but I'm uh, feeling pretty good about 2021. Hey, just, How are just, you? Just to see those numbers flip over from that zero to switch yes. to one, it, it'll be a start. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait. Good man, I'm all right. Um, as far as I know, I don't have to ask for a pardon, so I'm okay. So, you know, that well, should be, that should get me through the next couple of weeks at least. You know, well, if you if you need one, there's a guy right around the corner from you. <laughs> seems to be giving them out like candy. I know that's not the right holiday, but you you get the idea. Oh man, we won't go there. But I just went no. There. But it is no. what it is. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, um, here we are. Like I said, Rob uh, has just mentioned we're, we're, we're putting a wrap here on 2020. We're putting this little show in tonight. It's going to be a little shorter, a little quicker. <laughs> I know you guys are all <laughs> laughing right now. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but um, we are. We're going to try and uh, wrap things up here around 8.15 tonight. We're going to uh, bust through this. And then and me and Rob, we have to go, um, you know, get the reindeer food ready. And, we're going to uh, do snow angels together. Yes. And look for the pictures on Twitter. Yes. As, uh, Face down snow angels. The only kind of snow angels. Face down, baby, in the snow. Just like Santa would do. Uh, you're twisted, my friend, and that's why I love doing the show with you. But uh, we're going to take off next week, and then we, uh, we have, we're really looking forward to coming back in 2021. Uh, lots of good stuff. We're going to keep Sir. adding some new stuff to the show. Uh, and before we start this one, we do have an announcement to make as far as Sponsorships are concerned, as, as you always hear Rob here on the show, uh, goes out of his way. Uh, whoever, uh, any story that he tells or any affiliation to uh, a storyline or anything, he'll always, he'll always mention the brand, the name, the company, and, and either says future sponsor or, or maybe a sponsor. But anyway, for you guys out there um, and, and for you ladies who want you guys to look good, you know, in, in certain regions and certain places, uh, we are excited to South that. of the equator, yes, as they uh, say. <laughs> uh, well, we're pairing up with Manscaped. So uh, we got some good stuff coming up. And sure enough, um, we'll let everybody know you're going to start seeing some promotions starting probably uh, after Christmas here, before New Year's, and leading up to the new show. Uh, but definitely write down Sports Honchos for your code for discounts, buddy. 
That's and right. I tell you what, man, I can't wait to hear you, Mr. Cooney, read some uh, some some lines for these guys, man. I, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to do the live reads. It doesn't matter what it's for. And I'll put my own personal spin on it, everybody. Because, you know, nobody enjoys traveling south of the equator like your sports honchos. Your, your equator honchos. There you go. And we're going to be cleaner and crisper and Woo! more quaffed and in 2021. Is, and that is the other thing we're, we're, I'm, I'm announcing tonight. tonight for A lot of announcements. We are, we are also going to switch over to video. Uh, when we come back, no. No. so when you not only you hear us now, <laughs> you're gonna see us. But that's no. why, see, Manscape is is sending us some gear, so me and Rob can clean ourselves up. So, when, so to when speak. we do come back in 2021, uh, we're gonna look sharp. We're gonna look uh, good, handsome, and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me just. I, nobody wants to be sharp <laughs> in that neck of the woods, if you know what I mean. We're gonna be handsomely manicured. Just oh, like man. Augusta National Golf Course. And Worthy Azalea's Baby. Which, by the way, was the original name of the Sports Honchos podcast. Worthy Azalea's Baby. But, you know, Sports Honchos <laughs> is a much crisper feel to it. So, uh, again, thanks to Manscaped for uh, coming on board here at the Sports yes, Honchos. Hopefully the first of many sponsors to come as we roll on. And we were talking before the show. And uh, I think we, we mentioned this on Twitter. I think we mentioned the last show, too. Uh, but We uh, did. Dean Blondell up in Canada uh, uh, had us part of a Show Us Your Pod contest. And the cool thing was is that uh, they had gone through uh, 483 podcasts. Which is a lot of podcasts, it if sure you're wondering. And we, Boy, we, we watched <laughs> Dean uh, the other day, and he was kind of exasperated when he had to say, you know how many goddamn podcasts I had to listen to? And, and he specifically said, I didn't listen to all 483 because some of them, I didn't have to listen to much, if you know what I mean. So just the fact that he got through all of ours... What a mensch. Yes, it's pretty good. So out of the 483 that they listened to over there, um, we ended up in fourth, which was cool. We made the top five, uh, made the fourth, and uh, Dean and company over there have mentioned something about us possibly working together in the new year. So that's yep. that's still yet to uh, either take place or not. But uh, we want to thank Dean for at least uh, making us a part of that competition. Congratulations right. to uh, that Toronto show. Those guys are the ones that won it, and the other uh, three or four guys that uh, also the other shows that got in there. But uh, again, thanks to Dean, and we'll see what happens in the new year whether we we start working together. So that's uh, that's it. So Manscape, uh, some video stuff, uh, maybe some uh, new network affiliation, and again, just, just lots of changes for the new year, all for the better, except for the whole you get to see what we look like thing. But we that's a bridge we can cross later. <laughs> right after this show, I'm on the Peloton, buddy. That's right. Maybe we'll do the show. 14, 14 from days From our Pelotons. <laughs> All right, We'll do buddy. the show from treadmills. All right. Well, let's we got, fire let's... this thing up. What do, you, what do you got to kick things off here in, in, right. in the cold open for us there, uh, I, Mr. Cuny? I have a, a heartwarming holiday Ooh. story to Ooh. kick things off. To get everybody in the, the festive Christmas mood, I read to you the headline from the Capital Gazette, which is a local paper here in the great state of Maryland. Serving the Anne Arundel County area, which is where Annapolis is, for those that are familiar with the state capitol. And let me just read you the headline. Let this sink in for a moment. Cape St. Clair residents. That's a suburb of Annapolis. Cape St. Clair resident pulls the plug on phallus Navidad lights after complaints to HOA. Anyone for penis? So, yes, instead of Feliz Navidad, phallus Navidad. The, the Annapolis Penis House, as they called it, became a beacon for laughs in hard times, but it appears the joke is over. The Ramblewood Drive home with a 35-foot phallic holiday light display on the roof would have made a great landing strip for Santa and back to Manscape. But after complaints to the Neighborhood Homeowners Association, the display is no longer lit. Aww. Now, despite the complaints... As I continue to read from the article, there were a lot of fans. After a disgruntled neighbor posted a photo of the lights on the I Live in Cape St. Clair Facebook page last week, that's got to be a heavily trafficked Facebook page. It quickly spread around the Internet. The light display now has its own Facebook fan page with almost 400 followers. Mid-Atlantic Aerial captured drone photos of it in all its glory, and the homeowner was called the hero that 2020 needed on 98 Rock. That is a local rock station up in Baltimore. Over last week, before the lights went dark, neighbors said traffic on Ramble would increase like never before as drivers slowed to see the display. The man who owns the home declined to go on record. 
And so just to give you, to wrap this up in a moment, the light started out as a joke of military jest. The owner, a veteran, has a friendly competition with his neighbor, Naval Academy musician Matt Harriman, to see who can, quote, out Griswold each other with holiday lights every year. So Harriman's the neighbor and this unnamed person's the one with the, the 35-foot penis on his roof. Since Harriman got his lights up first this year, he joked the only way his neighbor could outdo him was to put up a display with some jingle balls. <laughs> Harriman wasn't serious, but when he returned from a walk just a few minutes later, the neighbor was taping the now infamous lights to his roof. I thought it would come down relatively quickly, but it spread around so fast, Harriman said, this has become a unifier for other people. Now, that is what was supposed to be the end of that story. But then I just found this moments before the show went on. The rest of the story, as the late, great Paul Harvey would say, this is from a few days later in the Capitol Gazette. Headline, a Christmas miracle. Woman credits infamous Annapolis house display with saving her life. An Annapolis woman said she could have been killed had it not been for the infamous penis house. So... Melissa Shanker wasn't planning to go out on December 12th, but she left her home on a whim just before it burned to the ground to see the home in Cape St. Clair that went viral on social media. The penis lights kept her from harm, said Mary Newman, Shanker's friend. It was a Christmas miracle. So without getting into the rest of the story there, basically this woman went out to see the lights, and while she was gone, her house burned to the ground. Nothing funny about that, of course, but... She said, had she not been out on the pilgrimage to see the 35-foot penis, she might have been killed and joined the same fate as the rest of her house. So, happy holidays, everybody. Remember, follow the penis lights. <laughs> what a lovely holiday story it was. Isn't that great? Everybody I'm now is in a really good holiday mood, and that's exactly, you know, what uh, I was going for along with this. All right, that's and, enough. And now you know why Manscaped called us, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. All right? Exactly. We're kind I, of experts. I promise with, with everything, all the connections I have here at Go Sports Media Company and the people in the higher-ups that we were going to probably cut out or limit. See, now we see we can't cut out the penis talk now. No. Because that's it's going to be got huge. Us here. No pun that's intended. What, that's, <laughs> that's what got us here, all the penis talk. You know, it's uh, it's wouldn't be where we were. Uh, hey man, there no. was some there was some stiff competition for those ads and we're happy we got them. Uh. All <laughs> hey right, now. moving on. Hey now. College sports, baby. Oi. Fly your colors. All I can say is mask. Wake of faults with the How college about sports. Oh, Clemson Tigers, baby. You must so, love that. You remember hate, you hate for Notre Dame over there, Mr. Cooney. You remember last week I said I was rooting for chaos, and I got precisely the opposite. Hey, everybody. Who's ready for another Alabama-Clemson final? So the final four. Oh, by the way, I hope all of you chose the four-hour erection over the four-hour selection show. Please. <laughs> the four-hour selection show that was last night. It took him about half an hour just to reveal the top two. But I digress. So it's for those that have been asleep. It's Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson. Those are your top four. Yet again. Yet again. So there you are, folks. Once again, we have the same Final Four we seem to have every year. When I say that, I don't just say that pejoratively. So listen to these stats. What does pejoratively mean? Oh, it just sounds good. Okay. So Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma have occupied 20 of the 28 spots, college football playoff spots, since it began in 2014. This will be the fifth time in seven playoffs that Alabama will play Clemson if they make the finals, three championship games, one semifinals. So it's it's look, it's the same story. Every year, it seems. And I'm all for teams dominating the playoffs and winning multiple championships in other sports. The same team, like the Patriots in the Super Bowl, or the Bulls in the finals in the 90s. But the difference is, those teams weren't voted in. Those teams, those great Yankee teams that won a billion championships, they actually had to play in the playoffs. 
they had to win the regular season, win the pennant or their division later on, and then actually win something to get there. Here we just have the 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 the, the committee sits around and says, hey, what's uh, what's going to make us the biggest audience? What's going to make us the most money? As the great philosopher Randy Moss once said, straight cash, homie. And they say, oh, how about, you know, Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State again? Oh, great idea. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, let's go out to lunch. And and don't tell me that the the Big Ten season, that the Big Ten commissioner and the Big Ten presidents and athletic directors didn't decide to have a season just to get Ohio State in the mix with their six games played. Actually, five games before the Big Ten championship, those rules were bent to allow them in. Do you think if big, the Big Ten wasn't sitting on a school like Ohio State, they would have been so anxious, would have caved to the pressure from this summer to play? I don't know. But it seems to me like this was all a pretense to get those college football playoff dollars. So here we are again, the same teams. And they, you know, they put out this, this college football playoff poll you know, halfway through the season, a little bit later in the season. And if you're not in the top six or seven, you're cooked. You have no chance. So what's the point? What is the point? It's a seemingless, seemingless. Hey, now, it's a seemingly uh, pointless. So, Rob, you know, with this an unnecessary repetition regular year, season. Year after year after year. After and year. I know it's about money. I know. I, I know. know. No, no. But <laughs> his, no, I want to see if, uh, just a quick question on this. As far as national TV audiences and everything else, and as far as, you know, college football being a national sport or national audience sport, if you continue to have the same, and this has been going on year after year after year, I'd be curious to, I mean, a lot of the ratings for TV ratings for everything are down, oddly enough, through the COVID and the quarantines. Uh, Some numbers have just been released, uh, in fact. Which is uh, so strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. Because everybody's home. What else are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. But, um... Well, maybe it just, I mean, sports as a community, as people to get, getting together, a reason for a night out, for the guys to get together, and then right. things being fired up on screens at bars. I don't know if that makes a difference. A little bit. But I guess it, th- what I'm trying to get at, it's it's almost like it's irrelevant because the colleges don't really have to care about, say, the rest of the country, the other colleges, the rest of the communities, the rest of the fans. It doesn't matter, right? Because right. they keep serving the same dish every year. And they're not now to the point right now. They're not even changing the items on the menu. So no, that's a, that's a great way to put is, it. My question is: Does this survive uh, for another five, ten years, or is there anything that could change as far as an audience or uh, you know uh, just American co- college fans? There's no way to real change this. So the the NCAA board really doesn't have to do anything here, right? So they're the big colleges; yeah. they get the big money. So I it mean, really doesn't matter. They, they have to certainly have to expand the playoffs to get more teams in. Like, how about a team from When's the West Coast? Happen? I don't know. But but it, that would certainly bring more money. And since this is a collective, maybe one idea is to trim one regular season game off the season schedule, play an extra round of the playoffs, not have a month, in a regular season, a month go by between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs. And instead of a bunch of polls, just say, here's the – Opening poll and this top 20, top 25, whatever it is they're going to do. Okay. This is going to be our poll for the playoffs. And we'll watch teams move up and down and not look at the regular season and say, you know, seven games in. Okay. These are the four we like. And if you're six or seven, five, six or seven, yeah, you may have a chance. But if you're in the in double digits, you're screwed. You have no chance. I mean, you know, Six would be good. Eight would be perfect. You know, five teams from the Power Five that would get your West Coast team in, especially a nice USC or UCLA, a, Cal- a big Los cool Angeles-based team. Be? It would be awesome. It would be. And and you know, give you know, give the top two a buy, whatever they want to do, however they work it out. And don't give me any Michigan, by the way, about oh, this interferes with their academics. Look, it's during winter break. My son, who just finished it, his his sophomore first semester of sophomore year at maryland he's off from december 16th to the end of january and and last time i checked they played the ncaa tournament for basketball they take a month off and they play a couple times a week maybe so there's a lot of classes missed during that so please don't tell me it's about the education it's about 
money. You got, you got and a you mission. You can make more of it. You got a mission <laughs> when we come back, right? When we come back, uh, first episode, uh, season two, which will be official, uh, you're going to come back and you're going to have uh, an answer. You're going to have a plan. And, and then you know we're going to send it to I'm, the NCAA. All right. I want I'm Rob Cuny. I'm going to work on it. CFP plan. Playoffs. I'm going to okay. work on it. I, I, I mission mission accepted. Challenge accepted. Awesome. All right, do you have do uh, one thing you want to say about Penn State? Yes, Penn State, my alma mater. Your alma mater said, and this is this is great. I think this takes the as Dabney Coleman once said in the movie Dragnet takes Dabney. balls the size of church bells to say again, this again with the mail. Penn State, Go ahead. Penn State chooses not to participate in bowl season after Nittany Lions conclude four and five year. Ah. Uh, Question: Did anybody invite you to a bowl game? <laughs> uh, last time I let me check my notes. Uh, no, no. Uh, wait, wait, no. Let me check my notes. Hold on. No, they've been invited to as many no. bowl games as you and I have been invited to. So sure, it's easy to say <laughs> we're not going to go when nobody's invited you. Yeah. Right. Dummies. 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 Right. That's it, man. All right. So leaving college, leaving, we're out. It's time. And inside! Woohoo! With some NBA, some NHL. We're going to stick with the NHL and the NBA. Yes. I don't, I, we don't really have any MLB stuff to talk about. I don't have any NBA stuff either. It's all ice, baby. Yeah? All right, man. Well, I wanted to say is basketball started. We can say that. The new yes. season started. Oh, they've already the had one game postponed. The Lakers. <laughs> They're off and running. And if yep. you didn't see, um, I call terrible. Did you see the uh, TNT broadcast last night, the post-game stuff? I, I did not. <sighs> but I heard there was some awkward exchange with uh, Barkley and Durant. Oh, where Durant classic. just said, he just answered no, no it's, to a question to or yes to a question. You have to visually see the clip. It's on Twitter. It, you, you can find it. You don't have to look it up right now, but when you get some time. So Barkley is interviewing him, and Durant has got the headphones on, the hood, and he's looking down at his phone. And Barkley's asking him a question and stuff. And Durant never looks up. And then he just says, no. Yeah, whatever the question was, that was it. It was priceless. Total uh, stone face Durant there, and it was great. So that's all I want to say about the NBA. The ball. Well, we already uh, – just one more thing. We already had the first postponed game of the season because of COVID. The Oklahoma City-Houston Rockets game has already been postponed due to – I'm looking at my the article here. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Rockets do not have the league required eight available players needed to proceed with the contest. The NBA said the Rockets, three Rocket players have returned tests through their positive or inconclusive, and four other players are quarantined under the contact tracing protocol, and Chris Clemens is unavailable because he's ruptured his Achilles. So that game was – so, you know, if you had two games before the season was already interrupted, you win. Wow. So that's, that's the NBA news for you. There you go. Done. All right. So let's move to the ice. Oh, it was a big Have you week. heard anything? Have you I, heard I anything? think I think some decisions were made. I, I don't know. You know, maybe we might be playing in uh, January 13th. We got little puck drop, baby. A little 56-game spice and appetizer to the playoffs with uh, new divisions and a new playoff format just for 2021. Let me just reiterate that. Can't How great wait, is it, baby? Can't wait. So NHL rolls out. They come out. The schedule came out today, buddy. Um, the you know obviously the, the agreement has been made. January thirteenth. Uh, the camps are going to start here uh, real soon. I think right after Christmas they come in. Everybody's going to start flying in now. Um, right. The schedule is pretty interesting as far as uh, you know the divisions are set now. Obviously, there's still a couple of possibility of some logistical stuff being up in the air. As far as the Canadian border and the U.S. border and the Canadian teams and everything else, um, but it looks like all systems are go right now. Teams are going to start uh, in their home arenas, and uh, you know we'll get the NHL will deal with it just like say the NBA has done it and MLB uh, and the NFL to a certain extent. And uh, you know as COVID comes in and comes out, and, and we'll see what happens yep. here uh, when we get to uh, you know January thirteenth. So we got a couple of weeks here. A lot can happen. But I guess only you know, divisional for, games. Yeah, only divisional only games. games in the I division, mean, and, and we don't know where the Canadian teams are going to play. I mean, they can play each other in Canada, but what happens when they have to travel for the playoffs? That's the big question. Well, they're hoping by the time we get to you know May, June, and July, it 
going to be different. It's almost like the way the uh, the NBA is doing half the schedule. I mean, this is the way things are going to have to roll out here. They're going to have to see how all yep. this happens. This is totally different from the hub stuff as far as, you know, uh, staying in the, in the two cities at the time for the tournament, the NHL tournament, and then obviously these uh, the playoffs and the Stanley Cup Finals. This is a little different. We're obviously going geographically here as far as the uh, east, west, and the south. And, and the, an all-Canadian division. And the all-Canadian the north. division. So, look, I mean, for hockey fans, look, we're getting game. It didn't, to me, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't. I don't care how they played, who they played, as long as they're playing. You know, and this goes in, uh, it, it coinciding with the World Junior Championship that uh, the exhibition game started uh, last night and tonight. And I got to tell you, man, for a moment la- there last night, I'm sitting at my island in the kitchen there, and we've got NBA, hockey, and football all on together for, you know, the first time. It just for just a, a split second there is it feeling a little normal where you could click right. back between a couple of different sports. So, um and, and obviously here we are in December and usually that would be going on at this time anyway. So it's a little bit of normalcy. But anyway, look, we're me and you are huge hockey fans. Rangers here for me in New York, uh caps for you down there in Maryland. And obviously we're gonna be playing each other quite a lot. So um you you can't beat this with the rivalries. I mean, the Rangers and the Islanders mm-hmm. start the the season off playing each other first two games. It's it's got, if you look at the schedule, it looks almost like a baseball schedule where you're playing two games against each other, three games uh, broken out. But man, from January 13th straight through, we got hockey pretty much every day, and uh, it's just going to be exciting. And then we'll we'll sit here and watch as as all these leagues have to do this and see what happens with COVID, uh, how it's maintained, the testing. Uh, they've got some room there, obviously, where they're going to be able to, if they need to, kind of postpone, move things around. But again, I will just, I give them credit. We had to wait. We waited through the, uh, you know, the the, the discussions, uh, the money instances, the, the even the talk of them not even playing. Uh, but they've all got together collectively, and they're going to do this, and they're giving a run. NHLPA, along with the league, everything's set. And that's all that matters for us as fans, right? These guys are going to start flying in right now, and we get to see these guys play hockey. And everything else that's going to happen, whether injuries, conditioning, uh, how they do the rosters here, the AHL, it's, it's, it's not going to be normal. But 56 games, full playoffs, and I think there's a little twist there at the end too with the playoffs where you could actually have even, say, the Rangers play the Canadians or, you know, the Rangers play the, the Caps in the Stanley Cup Finals. I believe they're switching things around. Yeah, it's it's top four in each division for a round-robin 16-team tournament. I, looking at it, I think the best thing about this, I mean, I will be sad not to see the Caps play teams you only get to see once or twice a year from out west, certainly. But the idea of only playing our division rivals, you know, the Dukaroos between Pittsburgh and Philly and both New York teams and Boston. I mean, every game is going to be a fistfight. And that's what's going to be great. It's going to be a condensed season. Every game means more. It's going to move fast. And you're only going to see rivalry games. What's not to like about that? Yeah, it's going to be you awesome. The, the only thing that's going to be missing is the fans. But there is right. talk that a couple of the arenas might be able to start. They got, look, this is going to be a test run for a lot of stuff, too. Uh, they're yep. talking Carolina. They're going to have some fans maybe down in Dallas, you know, down in Florida, too. So we'll see how all that works out. But bravo, NHL's back. Can't yes. wait for uh, just to just to start talking about guys and training, um, line combinations, coaching decisions. There's a whole bunch of trade, free agency going on here in the next couple of weeks too. So if right. you're a hockey fan, if you're in the industry, you love hockey, you cover it. It's back, baby, and uh, we you know Christmas came a little early for us, so we love it. Um, and and unless we forget, if you enjoy. My radio partner, my podcast spouse, Paul Cuthbert, he's got not one but two Those. hockey shows that you should check out because he's wildly entertaining even with somebody that's not me. Yes. I, look, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I have uh, three other hockey shows. Which I'm, I'm sorry, playing. three other yes, hockey I, shows. <laughs> so make sure you check them all out because it's hockey. Come on. Yeah. I mean, what I asked Rob to do this, you know, 24-7, but he's got things to do, so. I do. Uh, otherwise. And but, uh, can we we talk for a second about how they're going to pay, how they're going to keep the lights on at the NHL just for a second? Yes, hit that, we- and then we'll talk real quick about uh, the King before we move on. All right. So they're, I don't, I'm all, all in favor of this. Whatever it helps keep the lights on at the NHL, they're going with helmet advertising this year. And I believe we've got four teams now that have rolled out their advertisers, and they're all their naming rights partners. I know the Caps have Capital One. Devils have Prudential. I think 
The Florida Panthers have Ford in some healthcare clinic, and and they're they're tiny. As I, I'm showing you how small they are, and nobody can see this. But you will can, next yes. year when we have video. Yes. It's a very tiny, subtle helmet logo, which I'm okay with, even if they keep it permanently, because the NHL needs to recoup some of these losses that the other leagues don't have to worry about. The thing that I don't like, though, is the NHL. I'm fine. You want to make money? I don't care. Make as much money as you can. You can you can stomach. But don't call them the what's the phrase that pays helmet entitlement partner. Just call it advertising. Just say we're putting ads on the helmets, not like, like when the Caps rolled out their Capital One sponsorship. They said our official we're proud to announce our official helmet entitlement partner. I'm like, what? what does, isn't everybody entitled to wear a helmet when they play hockey? But no, it's the helmet logo is is that's what it's called. Just call it advertising. Just, you know, we're not dumb and we don't care. Call it whatever you want, but don't drop the pretense that this is something formal and weightier than it is. You want to make some bucks and I'm cool with that because you need it. But, you know, don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. No, to everybody listening and now myself too, I'm writing it down, is is be careful with some of the words you choose to call things or Rob's going to give you some shit. That's what I do. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm all for it, and, and I don't think they should stop there. I mean, look, no. I've always been a purist with the NHL, keeping it simple. But right now, look, I don't care. Put put them put them everywhere. Put them all the jerseys. You know, uh, I don't care. Just whatever you guys look like. Do. Look like NASCAR out there, where yeah, every look, inch of you, except for the, the logo of the team, is is covered in that. As long look, they've even <laughs> stated it's for this year right now, but. I don't have a problem if they continue no. with that more on. Keep doing it. Again, they need the money. I would rather see it more on the jerseys, mm-hmm. strategically placed or whatever, than, you know, if you look at the KHL games or the European games, this, all the shit that's on the ice, I can't yeah. stand that. The paint everywhere, it's like it's disgusting. You can't follow the puck. It's hard enough to begin with for even, even the, the non-hockey uh, the fans. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. But, look, yes. put them everywhere. I don't care. Make Keep some money. It. Um, Whatever you guys need them, I'm fine with it. The last uh, thing we'll do, like I said, quick show today, so we're rolling through things quickly. Obviously, the news came down uh, last week about Henrik Lundqvist, former Ranger, recently signed with the Washington Capitals. Rob's much team. to your chagrin. <laughs> um, well, you know what? You know you 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 make fun. We were gonna have fun with this with Hank playing with the Caps, and then life hits you in the face. Turns out Hank yeah. has had this condition throughout his career. And recently it just came back where he they basically told him no. you can't play anymore. So uh, it's unfortunate news for himself and his family. Right. He's and that is incredible. that's the tragic that's, part of this. Well, look, he's fine. He's safe. He's a tragic. Fine. It's it's he, an he unfortunate part of this. Kid. That's the most important yeah. thing, right? He's had an incredible career. Thank God yeah. he got through it. He's fine. And he's he's give, being given the opportunity now to say, whoa, okay. Yeah. And he'll move on. He's going to be fine. He's loaded. He'll be healthy. He'll get a, a an office position either with the Rangers or the Caps down the road. Uh, it's a shame. I'm, I know as an athlete, I'm sure he doesn't want to go out this way, but uh, wish him well. And, um, you know, I know Rob got a little upset. You you you, you think this is a little well, fishy, huh? Yeah, not that it's fishy. I just – it's. I believe that he has a heart problem and, and, you know, thoughts and prayers to the king. But you think that the Capitals are not some fly-by-night operation like the team that plays down the street from them which we'll get to later, they would have done a little more due diligence. This is not something that just sprang up in the last couple of days. By, by, by Lundqvist's own admission, it's something he had been wrestling with and grappling with for weeks. So it's not it's, – he I hasn't heard, been like a capital said, that he's, long. He's had it throughout his whole career. Right. So it's, somebody should have said something. Should have been some sort of red flag. Right. Well, look. And I this think... is the first we're hearing of this. So I don't blame Lundqvist. Yeah. I, I, not at all. I want to make that perfectly clear. I don't blame him. not mad at him. I hope he gets – healthy and has a long life with his family, but the Capitals brass, somebody fucked up. Had See, to be. Here's here's where I pull back on that a little bit. I get your angle. If the contract, if he was a little younger and the contract was like for 50, 50 or $100 million or something like that, absolutely. This guy ended his career, $1 million. Maybe behind, it, it'll come out in the book or something. They knew about this. It was a crapshoot to give a million bucks, and they all crossed their fingers. It didn't work out. Yeah. I get what you're saying. That's the first thing to say. How did they not see that? How did they not know this? But we're learning now that this was something even the Rangers had dealt with, and it was always something that was there that could he could have stopped at any time. It just so happens that now is the time that he needs to stop. 
Now, I, I grant you that this is if he's going to do this, if this is this is the best year because typically your starting goalie plays 50, 60 games. We have 56 this year. We have a very good young goaltender in Samsonov, easy for you to say, but we don't have a backup now. Now we got I mean, you know, Phoenix Copley. We can roll him out. Seems like we do that every year, but we need a – we'll get someone off the scrap heap, you know, but – you guys, at least fine. at least we're not playing a whole season, the 82 game, you know, slugfest with only one really good goalie. I just don't want him get worn out for the playoffs. Look, you know, if, if make the playoffs, if, yeah. there's, if there's one thing the league has a plethora, it's of, plenty of goalies. It's goalies. Yes. I mean, geez, yep. the, the, the free agent list that guys that were put out the pasture. Hank was one of them. You know, no. there's a whole list of guys. Even with Hopi going up to Vancouver. I mean, guys have been just thrown all over back and forth. Hey, the you remember, uh. You remember several years ago that the Tampa dragged old Rollison off the slag heap, off the garbage barge, and he made a huge run through the playoffs for him, like 2012, 13, 14, Chicago, somewhere in there. I he mean, was 100. Carolina's using damn bony drivers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it will not be a big fine. deal. You know, we'll be, and again, thoughts and prayers to the king and his family. So, Being a goaltender in hockey is overrated. Yeah, eh? sure. Man, they, you know, they're putting in guys, equipment it's managers. An old, it's an old man's game. Yeah, we it know. doesn't matter. All right, <laughs> so look, we wish him the best, and again, yep. Woo! Hockey's back. Uh, it's exciting. We'll talk more about it in the new year. So with that said, we're going to leave the ice and the arenas. <laughs> and head to the grid iron, baby. Oh, as I like to call it. I the know. National Here we go. The National oh, buddy, Every week. It's horrible. Hey, okay. look, man. The Belichick and the Pats. Nice run. Done. Done. Anyway, well, I, I hand I, it over to you. The speed dial version. Okay. The NFL look, here on the sports hot jokes. Uh, let, me, let me give you the, the, the quick version. Let's start with the who's doing well in the AFC and the NFC. The NFC is a mess. The NFC is up for grabs. The Packers, you know, they're the top of the heap, but there's something missing from them. The Rams lost to the Jets. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the Bucks are hot and cold. The Seahawks, the Cardinals, there's nobody. The Vikings. Bears, the Wolfskins, there's nobody that you can really sink your teeth into in the NFC. Whereas in the AFC, after the Steelers lost yet again, yet again, to the hapless, the woeful Cincinnati Bengals and Ryan Lindley, it's really a two-team race. You got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, but sneaking up on the outside, sneaking up on the outside, yeah, division champs after 25 years, sneaking up on the outside, the Cleveland Browns. You know, I like, I like, and we'll talk more about the Cleveland Browns in, a, in another segment. Spoiler alert. Um, it's just, so it, we're now at that time where you can say it's starting to round into form. Again, I'm sticking with the Rams to come out of the NFC. And I'm sticking with the Chiefs because anybody will pick the Chiefs. But I just think it's, it's, the AFC is done. It's Bills and Chiefs, maybe the Browns. The NFC, it's, who knows? Nobody really stands out in the NFC for me, so we'll see. Um, you mentioned the Patriots. The dynasty is over. It's the first time since 2008 they haven't made the playoffs. Bill Belichick won't have a winning record for the first time in forever, but I maintain the fact that they won six games, including a game in a monsoon against the Ravens. I'm not going to say it's his best coaching job when he has you know six Super Bowl championships and an undefeated season almost under his belt, but this is one of them. This is The fact that he got six wins, potentially seven, uh, out of this team with a, a quarterback that cannot throw the ball anymore is phenomenal. And just think when he gets all of his players back next year, the ones that opted out on defense, they draft a quarterback, maybe sign one in free agency. Maybe Matt Stafford leaves the, uh, the, the lions and goes to the Patriots, whatever, anything's got to be better except for Jared Sidham, of course, the, the backup. So I, I th- this is a, a retooling year for them. This is the year the dragon sleeps because uh, next year, Nine, ten wins, it's Belichick. I wouldn't put it past him. You know, but this year at least we can say, hey, you know, let someone else step aside and let somebody else take the reins. Um, the Jets, the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They just can't good make news their fans is, happy one way or the no, other. The good news is you won a game. The bad news is your franchise will continue to circle the drain because the one guaranteed generational lock is now the one pick before you. 
You won a game. You lost the number one pick. Go you Jags. lost Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, which is probably better for him. He's a southern boy from Georgia, living in Jacksonville. They'll the love bright him down light, there. The bright lights in big city of New York. Who knows if he would have? Cold uh, up here, man. He would have handled it. So it's too cold. But look, I, I'm going to save the worst for last. <laughs> Dwayne fucking Haskins. Yeah, yeah. What a know. what a clown show this guy is. Here in D.C. Who does he play for? The Wolfskins, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Washington That's football right. team. That's right. The news around here has been all about D. Wayne Haskins and something with Snyder and another lawsuit. And you can read about that in the legal times. For those that don't know, the Wolfskins lost to the Seahawks. They're in a battle for the NFC East with the Giants and Philadelphia, but they were a long shot. They lost, and what does he do? Does he go home and have a, a night of film study, a cram session to learn the offense? No. Goes to a strip club, violates COVID protocols, no mask, big crowds, the whole thing. You know, we consider and argue what he should and should not do in his off time, but it's not a good look. You lost. You were not that great. You were only good when Seattle stopped playing in the fourth quarter. And for a team... That whose owner and the franchise itself is under the cloud of sexual assault allegations and a history of misogynistic treatment towards women. And what do you do? You publicly display yourself objectifying women. And I'm not here to rant about strip clubs. I'm just saying you got to be a little smarter. You got to tighten it up a little bit. You're the face of the franchise, allegedly. And so all this culture doesn't matter anymore. Right. All this culture change that Ron Rivera has preached and he's been true to his word, but now. The punishment for this, $40,000 fine, ooh, and he's been stripped of his cap, stripped, no pun intended, stripped of his captain's C. But he's going to play. Why? Because he's the only quarterback option we have left with Smith still injured and Allen out for the season. So you flushed culture change for convenience, as I heard somebody say today on the local radio here. And I know it's all about winning, but you know what? Do you want to win now and sacrifice your franchise later, or do you want to get your franchise on the right path now for multiple years of playoff runs and some success later? Because if you put this guy in there to start and you give him a slap on the wrist as a punishment, all you're saying to the team and to the NFL is all this talk about culture and winning the right way means nothing when it comes to winning. Winning is first and foremost. And I get it. Believe me, I would love to see us in the playoffs. But I want to see us in the playoffs moving in the right direction. To me, getting the playoffs and losing a game, the first-round game against whomever we host, isn't worth it to to hitch our wagon to this clown. And and, and he's – I'm not saying you cut him, but you got to punish him somehow because I tell you this, if he was our third-string practice squad quarterback, he'd be done. He'd have been cut already. Good times. But he's the owner's boy, so there you Good go. So for the Washington Football Club, on this clown car. It just it never gets any easier for us. No, never. And, and it won't. And I, I hope I would it be a Wolfskin fan. Hope it doesn't. All right. All right. All right. All right. Leaving the football world. A couple minutes here, real quick, on the miscellaneous uh, part of our show. And we got one question for everybody, and it's going to be debated real quick here between Mr. Rob Cuny and Mr. Paul Cuthbert, your honchos. A little Christmas thing here real quick. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? All right. To you, Mr. Cuny. This is an argument that only the Internet is responsible for. Only An argument that only the Internet can love because people farcically debate these absurd things. Look. Does Die Hard take place during Christmas? Why, yes. Yes, it does. But is it a Christmas movie? To me, a Christmas movie does more than just take place on December 25th. A Christmas movie has to have something, some semblance of the Christmas spirit, some message about togetherness and giving and what it means to be in the holiday spirit, something. Even the clip from that we played earlier, Christmas Vacation, as much as it mocks everything about Christmas, in the end, it's about family and togetherness and the the striking back against the crass commercialism of Christmas. Die Hard happens to take place during Christmas. They play uh, the Hallelujah Chorus, I believe, when they open up the vault. Uh, so there's a tip of the cap to Christmas. There's a Perry Como. Not Perry Como, excuse me. The whoever, amazing Christmas party the, going the on song, the, the song at the end. 
Uh, why can I not think of the song at the end? It wasn't Perry Combs. It's a Christmas movie. We both agree. No, it's not a Christmas movie. It takes no. place during Christmas. It has one Christmas song, well, one traditional and one movie. pop Christmas song, Christmas and that's movie. it. Merry Christmas. And there's a big, there's a big teddy bear as a gift. Die hard for you. Die oh, let it snow. You. Let it snow. That's the song that was playing at the end. And it's not Christmas Perry movie. Como. Sounds like Perry Como though. Christmas it's not a Christmas but movie. But I'm not gonna let the kids watch it, okay? And not until. Well, why not? It's a Christmas okay? movie. No, not until it. It's an adult Christmas movie, okay? But it's not. What about it says Christmas? What's the Christmas message there? Killing terrorists? We don't have enough I mean, time. We don't have enough time. I told that's you. That's true. We just don't have enough oh, time. Oh, and by the tonight. way, BT dubs everybody. The movie was released in July of 1988. So, you know what? Go they pound just, sand. They, 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 there's a lot of pressure going on. So. Pound just, sand. Just, you know. So. It's say. not a Christmas oh, movie. What's that? Oh, what's that sound? Oh, it's Bruce Willis calling in to say it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> about you yanks talk a bit of football or what you guys call it soccer all right nigel we'll squeeze you in here real quick everybody's playing a lot of, lot of big news this week outside of the fact that uh, cristiano ronaldo picked up uh, the golden foot award again uh can only be uh won once by stars over the age of 28 uh he's done it after another standout year with his team juventus in the italian league uh Against his old rival, uh, Lionel Messi, who still is yet to win it despite shining for Barcelona in his 30s. So, anyway, uh, other than that, um, Arsenal sucks. Man United uh, is looking pretty good. And, uh, you know, the top four, top five in the Premier League is uh, continuing to uh, rotate around. But, anyway, we'll have more soccer on the other side in 2021. All right? So, there was a few seconds of soccer for everybody, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's how we'll wrap it up. You got nothing on soccer, right, Rob? You never no, but I Rob. do know that it was Vaughn Monroe that sang Let It Snow at the end of Die Hard. Thank you. I'll be here all week. All right. You will be here all right. All right. He probably played soccer. Ah. He can spell soccer. Ah. <laughs> Is it time? Huh? Is it for time what? for everyone's favorite segment? Or at least for mine. What? Oh, it is time for the Dope of the Week. Dope of the Week. That's awesome, dude. Hi, everybody. It's that time again. The Gags Gang and I, as you know, as I tell you every week, the Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Go Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. You can for absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude. Help pilot the show by nominating a dope of the week yourself. Use the hashtag D-O-T-W on Twitter, at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos. And who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week Cup? Around the ice rink of shame this week, why none other than Joe Judge, head coach of the New York Football Giants. So last Sunday, the Giants played the Cleveland Browns in New York. Normally, the offensive plays are called by former Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett, who is not, who is the Giants' offensive coordinator. This is bad enough for the Giants and Judge just hiring Garrett, but certainly not dope-worthy. Last Sunday, Garrett could not coach due to a positive COVID test. He was replaced as the play caller by tight ends coach Freddie Kitchens. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it should, because he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns uh, about an hour and a half ago. Wah-wah-wah? He's calling plays against his former team? That can't be right. Well, he, he is, and it is, not incorrect, and it's not right. I understand the thirst for revenge. As a Jew, I can appreciate long-standing grudges and making our rivals pay, no matter how petty or trivial the transgression. Except during Yom Kippur, of course. Now, how delicious it must have seemed to judge to have the disgraced former coach of the Browns calling the plays that would crush the Browns like grape. And then Kitchens would high-step around MetLife Stadium doing a victory lap, even at his size. However... You have to be smart about it and somewhat sneaky. First of all, you do not choose a guy who is intimately familiar with your opponent because the opponent is also intimately familiar with him. The Giants offense did have some new wrinkles on Sunday. The problem was that they looked awfully familiar to guys like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and Sheldon Richardson, the leaders of the Browns defense. Now, the judge think that Kitchens would draw up a whole new playbook in less than a week in preparation for a game against his former team? Of course not. The Browns defense spent every day last season learning how to defend the kinds of plays Kitchens drew up 
for his Browns offense, which were not that different from what he called on Sunday. Plus, even the players on defense become familiar with the kind of offensive style Kitchens likes to employ. Look, this is not the same as a signing a player formerly from the, that week's opponent just to gather some intel on that opponent. The player is not responsible for teaching the team the plays that ultimately be on display in some form of the game. To make matters worse, Judge announced immediately who would be calling plays against the Browns, at least hide the information so the Browns do not have time to refresh their kitchen's memories. Now, predictably, the Giants lost 20-6 to and looked anemic on offense. It was almost as if the Browns knew which plays were coming before the snap. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk it? So, Coach Joe, for not understanding how players become familiar with their coaches' trends and styles, for not grasping the basic tenets of revenge, and for thinking the Browns' defense and defensive coaches would suddenly have kitchen's amnesia, you are the sports honchos dope of the week. Congratulations, Way Coach Judge. The certificate is in the mail. I tell you, man, I can't wait until we get to, like, the end of 2021 and we have, like, a Hall of Fame of the DOTWs, baby. The DOTW of the year. The dope, the DOTY, Ooh. the Doty. Could that be possible? I don't know. We'll have, we'll have a fan vote on that one as we get closer to the end of 2021. We'll see, buddy. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, sports honchos, only 13 episodes. <laughs> episodes. Episodes. <laughs> My favorite kind of Too much eggnog, baby. Yeah. Uh, 13 episodes in. Look, yes. uh, my brother Rob, it's been a pleasure to start this thing with you. We are going to take a break here. Uh, we will not be here next week, but we will be back on January 6th, and we will start 2021 off with a full, power-packed, honcho, magic and, show. And manicured. A manicured and, and show. We will be manicured. Carefully quaffed, as yes. they say. So on behalf of everybody who has been uh, listening to us, tuned in, sharing us, and, and, and just hanging with us, we really appreciate it. We're really looking forward to next year, and uh, we can't thank everybody enough and wish everybody a very healthy, happy, safe holiday, Christmas, and happy new year. Rob, I'll leave it to you yes. to bid everybody a little toodaloops. Uh, toodaloo, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you for supporting us and loving us and all that, Michigas. And um, can't wait to see you next year. We're taking a week off, but again, if you want to – Call me for your own personalized honcho show. My number is 911, so put that in your speed dial. And peace. As Thank always. you. Honcho's out till 2021.